talking the Mayans. Boy, we got some serious stuff to discuss this episode. That is for sure. Lots of action packs, lots of awesome motorcycle riding, uh, bike riding, lots of awesome secrets being revealed and all kinds of interesting little intrigues. I'm here with my co-host, Kinte. Kinte, how are you today? I'm doing good, and uh, I'm ready to get this thing going. Awesome. So, uh, you know, again, I'm going to start out with this. Boy, <laughs> I really love the Mayans cast in terms of their social media uh, footprint. They are so amazing. Uh, the stuff that I see on Twitter especially is just so it's epic. And the fan base for the Mayans is similarly awesome. They not only interact with each other in such a, a really kind of cool way, but they're also so engaging with the fans. So once again, you know, if you're not a part of that community, get on board because you are missing out. Angel and JD, uh, Angel and EZ, uh, the, the, their account piece is so integral almost to me understanding the Mayans world now that uh, every single episode that goes by, I'm always rushing to check social media to see what might be up because they always have something cool to say about it. So really, really important part. Um, uh, all right. So let's, let's, uh, let's, let's just start with not just the overall impression, but uh, let's start with the the big things that happened in this episode. What do you see as the big rundown of important things to take away from this episode? Look, one of the things that I love is that uh, um, we have uh, our boy in this uh, episode, um, Happy. And Happy is... You know, he was one of my favorite Sons of Anarchy characters. Mm. And I'm just so glad that uh, they found a way to get him in it. And it happened just the way I predicted. Uh, it, you know, remember I told you that it was going to end, with, of course, with him not dying. Mm -hmm. that, uh, there, now, one thing, though, I was wrong about. It didn't happen exactly. So let me clarify that. I, I said it was gonna we're gonna figure out that somehow he did he wasn't the trigger man, right? Um, which you know that's not what happened, but um, they came to some kind of understanding and they didn't kill him, and I just thought I kind of saw this coming, but I still thought it was cool um, when it showed that you know he was willing to be tortured, be murdered, but the one thing he was not gonna let happen was something happened to his dog <laughs> yeah you know i i feel like okay so one i feel like that's definitely uh, a moment of truth and yeah hats off number two i can't imagine anybody who has a dog at the moment loves dogs uh and most of the internet being okay with anything happening to those to the dog. Yeah, I can I can really see that. In fact, I'm pretty sure that there was a bunch of uh social media threads that talked about Happy's dog. Right. That was that to me was uh was telling 
uh, I knew that, you know, I mean, I figured it was going to probably be the dog because they made the dog so prominent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's such a really good actor, by the way. Um, uh, I think his name is David Lavara. I, I think that's how you say his name. Um, and he, you know, obviously he's not just an actor. <laughs> you know, he's about that life, right? And his facial expressions. First of all, he his face alone. You know, there's just something about he has to stare. You know what I mean? Right. That is awesome. And the look on his face, like, because he usually has that, that you know, that real hardcore look. And then when it looked like there was something going to happen to his dog, how the look of, uh, no, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of a sudden we saw another side of Happy that we hadn't seen before, you know? Right. Because first he's, he's first he's like almost nonchalantly saying, okay, well, either you guys are going to die or I'm going to die or, you know, and I mean, like it just seems so off the cuff. Right. And right. then, and then after that, uh, all of a sudden things pivoted on a dime. Right. I thought that was so, uh, I thought that was so cool. Uh, how, how that, um, how that, uh, played out. But, um, so, I would say that uh, this episode, that was the, one of the best parts of the episode. Uh, also, the Swole, what are they called? The Swole Group or the Swole? <laughs> the Swole Boys. Swole Boys, yeah, my bad. Swole <laughs> Boys. They come back. Oh, yeah. They're the worst. They're, yeah, they're all big and buff and stuff. Oh, but, God. But these guys are so stupid. Like, you know, they're like, uh, yeah, it's funny. I, I just love the way that they never flinch with you know like um angel and and uh easy didn't flinch as well as um uh you know the guys didn't flinch when those guys came around it was like there was not even a uh a, a it was nothing of uh fear or like who's these guys it was just like i thought that was so funny and even when when they shot the guy in the leg oh yeah you know that took me by surprise. I didn't think they were going to do that. And then he shot him. He's like, who not? And then he shot him. I was like, oh, wow, this is this is good. So, uh, no, that was cool. Um, also, going back to uh, uh, going back to uh, the uh, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, I want to go back to uh, the Galindo storyline. Oh, wait, 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 wait. One, one quick second. So I, I just wanted to comment real quick on two things that happened in the, in the, with the happy piece, right? First thing is, I really believed that what was going to happen was uh, the Mayans and Sons of Anarchy were going to end up in, uh, to put it mildly, a tussle. Um, because what I thought was going to happen was, oh, something's going to come up and, it's going to basically like pit the two groups against each other. And, and in some ways I thought, wow, that'd be, that'd be pretty dope because that whole, everything that we've learned about uh sense of anarchy feels like, okay, yeah, we, we know what kind of stands they would take and what they would be doing. And, and the Mayans really do seem to have um, a different uh, MC culture. You know, they, they definitely have a very different, way of of handling things in some ways it it feels so much more democratic like 
like organized in a way that I almost that makes Sons of Anarchy look like they're you know just a loose affiliation of people. It's it's amazing. I, I actually really admire the way that the Mayans come together. Um, but but obviously that didn't happen, and that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't what was gonna isn't ultimately what's gonna happen going forward either. But I really thought that that's what was gonna uh, was gonna go on. Also, the other thing that I wanted to mention was um, so the uh, Happy's dog mm-hmm. is. Um, did you catch his name? Uh, no, what was it? Opie. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, nobody wants to see Opie die. Right again. Uh, again. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry. Go back to go. go uh, to no, go. You go ahead. Uh, uh, okay. Well, let's uh, let's let. Uh, I also wanted to talk about just the 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 swole boys and what you were talking about. You know how? Uh, yeah, you know they're just a bunch. Uh, they feel very punkish. But you know, interestingly, I also felt like the, the once again, this is sort of where um, you know the expression uh, separates the men from the boys. Uh huh. Yeah, I I feel like this is sort of the 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 meta understanding the the perfect metaphor if you will for how to separate the men from the boys the way that the mayans uh approached even the the street stuff the stuff that was happening on the bikes on the road um and the way that the swole boys did it really shows you how the mayans approach everything um and and how it differentiates them from other MCs. And it, it, it's so, it's interesting because just even the language, the body language of uh, the Mayans on their bikes is just so different from, well, definitely from the Swole Boys, but it, it just, this was just a perfect opportunity to kind of show us how together and organized the Mayans really are. It, it was pretty fascinating. I really liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I, I, I also just sort of offhandedly, I also kind of think that um, we don't see as much of this as I would really even like to. I know it's hard, but I, I actually really love the times that we get to see all the Mayans, any of the Mayans, um, doing bike stuff because it just feels like that's such a central core of what we're watching and i know that there's a lot of drama behind everything else so that stuff's important but i really really enjoy the times when we actually get to see them on their bikes it's just i don't know there's just some action thriller aspect to it that i really love so the and this episode was not short on that that's for sure very much liked it so, yeah. uh, so go ahead. Tell me what you think about the. No, you go ahead. Go ahead, because I, I can't remember what I, the point I was making. But go ahead. Well, well, what did you think about the? Okay, let's just put it all on the table. What do you? What do you think about uh, Miguel and uh, and Felipe? Miguel and Felipe? Oh, about uh, the, oh, about the the revelation of the. Uh huh. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> All right, explain. No, it's just uh, you know, I mean it just feels like 
there's some chum thrown out and people are going to get all think it's all awesome and you know oh my god i didn't see that it just seemed like it's just a device to you know it's funny how people uh people fall for those you know those things on tv shows i um i i mentioned pre-show that uh sometimes i get a little frustrated with the mayans because I recognize that in a in a serial thriller that <clears throat> there has to be more than just a bunch of action going on. There's got to be some some story. And it the Mayans doesn't it it does not fall short in that regard. There's tons of story. But where I have a bit of uh a, a bit of an issue I guess sometimes is sometimes it starts to feel like we are watching a soap opera and not the it, it and it and it feels to me then at that point it starts losing its edge it loses its impact because i don't necessarily tune into shows so that i can be astounded every single episode by some revelation i want to know hey what's happening you know what 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 is it that makes the club good? What is it that, you know, I don't need to have something every single episode that's going to make me, oh my God, this is so amazing, you know? And I sometimes I feel like they're, maybe the words that I'm looking for are, I feel like they're trying too hard. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. I, I, and this, I definitely agree. I, you know, that aspect of it, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you on that. So uh, do, what do you think about that that whole thing, though? I mean, uh, aside from the shock value attached to it, what do you think the implications are of that? Um, that at some point it's going to be revealed and it's going to now he's related to Angel and uh, and um, Easy. So that that whole dynamic is going to be really different. Um so that means Emily's had sex with two brothers. Uh, you know, it starts, that's what I mean by the soap opera thing, right? It mm -hmm. starts getting convoluted to the point that it's like, you know, okay, well, why are you creating? There is enough drama for the Mayans to go through five seasons with just what we've been presented already. And the ramping up in the 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 additional oh my god you got a shock and awe us <clears throat> every episode it, it's it gets overwhelming and ultimately i think sometimes it ends up with people not feeling like they are as interested as it would be if they did more uh and maybe different kinds of reveals don't get me wrong <clears throat> this is definitely a way to get Dita into the story in a way that she wasn't before, because I think that, you know, I do feel in some ways like Dita was kind of a wasted character. I think she's got a lot. She had a lot in season one to sort of contribute on her own. And this season sort of, you know, it, this does ramp her back up into the story quite in a big way, but on the other hand, I just kind of wonder, did we really need that right now? 
I mean, I, there's just so much going on. I don't think so, personally. What do you think that says about Felipe? That, uh, well, you know, we kind of, last week we did, went through the whole thing about, you know, oh man, that he cheated on his wife and all of that stuff. Right. We kind of right. had that moment. Um, what do you I, think it says about Felipe, though, about his reaction to everything? I, I love, though, when she said, uh, well, we'll have to continue this. And then he's like, oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that part. He was just like, uh, uh-huh. you know, uh, and I don't blame him, you know, like, uh, you know, I think that that was a, p- a point in his life in which he regret, obviously. Exactly. I- I, I kind of wonder if, uh, if, <sighs> boy, this is really tough to say. Last season, I was like, oh my God, we need more, more Felipe. This is so awesome. His storyline is so great. And, you know, I just love his quiet strength and blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, and I really do. I still, I love, uh, I love him as an actor. I love his, I love the character. I mean, I just love all that stuff that's around it. But, but part of what I loved so much about it was there was like this mystique underneath everything, this sort of like, you know, mysterious slow burn almost of what was being revealed and why it was coming out the way that it was. And now it's starting to feel like, okay, oh my God, this is such a closed universe where everyone by association has some dirt or some, uh, or there's some kind of implication about their relationship that ties into something that is happening at the moment. And it, I feel like that sort of closes off the storylines instead of expanding them. Because all of a sudden we're getting so insular that the, that the, the bigger issue of what's happening, and there are big issues that are happening. I mean, big pieces of the story that are happening. Um, and it it feels to me like it's getting like we're boxing in the story instead of expanding it. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I I mean, like I agree with you. There's a, all kind of issues with this season, right? But it, one thing that it does well is it's entertaining. Yes, it's you know it does that very well, and you can't take that away from it. You know. And although, yes, there's a lot of holes and whatnot. And, you know, I'm a big person when it comes to, you know, those things drive me nuts. But I think the biggest master, uh, I thought the biggest master that you got to serve is make it entertaining. And, And it does. I mean, there's no doubt about it. The line's very entertaining. That is for sure. So, do you think? Do you think is it possible that the uh, that the order for the hit, which we know that Happy uh, messed up, uh, well, not messed up, but yeah, that we know that the that the order for the hit was actually for Felipe, right? Right, and both. And and we don't actually know. Uh, well, the right, but I think was wasn't it? I I didn't get that the intended target was his wife. No, it said both. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so how that flew by me. I thought it was just Felipe. Well, do do we do you want to hazard a guess as to who ordered that hit? Uh, it must have been the father. Maybe the father knew. 
Yeah, that I feel like that's too easy. I feel like, yes, that is, yeah, that seems like, okay. And we're learning about Dita and Felipe at the same time. And maybe that seems like that's super, uh, like that's way too much of a coincidence. But on the other hand, it also feels like, yeah, that's too easy. Uh, like maybe there's something else going on here. Maybe it's one of those things where the easiest answer is the, the most uh, simple. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. What What do you think it would actually mean? If, God forbid. What do you think it would actually mean if uh, if Miguel was was actually related? What do you think? I'm I'm saying. What do you think it ultimately will mean to Miguel if he ever finds out? I don't think it's going to be something that he's going to be in love with <laughs> at all. Uh, you know, I think it's going to shatter his world. Um, I think that, uh, you know, and then that means that his mother cheated on her, her the father with, you know, with him. That's right. But, you know, it's, it's so weird, Kinte, because I, I almost think, that, that this is one of those instances where uh, you remember what we were talking about in one of the past episodes where uh, where the question of uh, where the question of paternity came up in sort of a uh, an almost random just like <laughs> almost like an uh, well we never really did find out who is the daddy for Adelita's baby uh, and I, man, I can't help but keep going back to that because I keep thinking that Miguel had something to do with that. I, I don't know why. Adelita pregnant? Kind of hope that I'm totally wrong. I don't know. Like maybe they. Had you know what? They did that. You know what? You might be right. If 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 that's what if that is what is happening, then isn't it kind of perfectly parallel between Dita and Felipe? I mean, like it seems like that's just history repeating itself in the classic most classic sense and and in in the spirit of hey this is what happens in real life damn i swear to god we all claim that we're never going to do what our parents did and then we always end up doing it whether we realize it or not oh wow i i mean uh, they do seem pretty close yeah, and maybe it was i don't know we don't know there's a whole lot of downtime there so hmm so in between, they had a, uh, they had a, you know, they they hooked up essentially, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, part of me feels like this would just be like so devastating to Angel, and as much as I would not even want to think about that, I also wonder if that isn't like you know uh, a cattle. The more that we move into soap opera territory, which is where I feel like we're headed, the the more that makes sense to me because it would it would expose Angel in a way that he has not been exposed so far. You know, things happen with Angel, but things don't often happen to Angel. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And this would definitely be a, this happens to Angel kind of thing. And especially if it's Miguel. Oh my God. And then you find out that Miguel is your brother. Oh man, that could be pretty oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that would be so convoluted and crazy. But you know what? I, oh wow! 
I don't like it. I just, I don't know. There's something that just feels very, uh, there's a lot of stickiness in that, uh, in that piece. I don't know. There's just a, but it's hard, you know, it's so hard to read Adelita because Adelita is so, oh man, as a character, I don't know how that actress plays her the way that she does because it, she's so stalwart isn't even the word. She just has this ability to be like marble sometimes and things deflect off of her until she's ready to act. And then when she's ready to act, all hell breaks loose. But up to that point, she's just, oh my gosh, she doesn't betray anything. Even sometimes subtle things like in her body language, you can kind of see. But other than that, I mean, she is just so flat. It, and I don't mean this in a criticism way. I mean, man, that's got to be hard. Yeah. And when she has that moment where she snaps and she's, uh, you know, where where they're trying to sell the fact that, you know, that they're not in cahoots with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the way that she just oversold it and the look on his face. Right. You know, because he had this look on, the, on his face like, oh, wow. You know, that looked like some real anger there. I'm wondering... Is that because you know that right? That that's that is that's exactly uh that's exactly what I'm thinking. I I'm thinking that that this is exactly why we're supposed to move in this direction at all because the it <clears throat> because because Adelita is so stalwart. And in that scene with Miguel, it it almost feels like overacting. I don't mean overacting on the actress's part. I mean overacting on Adelita's part. Right. You know, there's just so much emotion in it. And it just feels like, okay, well, now what's getting set up? And we know that Miguel was tasked with killing or bloodying um, the, the opposition, right? right? And Adelita clearly doesn't want any of that to happen. So what are they actually setting up? I don't know. I mean... Uh, because there's got to be uh, there's got to be a method to that madness. I just yeah, can't. I, I'm hoping that's not what it is, but I'm starting to think that's what it is. Thanks a lot. Let's see what you did. <laughs> I, I I think actually that would be really cool. I honestly, I mean, as, again, you know, as much as. Uh, soap opera soap opera i still i actually really like it because it lends this sort of of all the characters that i like in the mayans adelita is one of my most um i have an i have an under an underappreciated respect on my part right because i mean i i go back and forth between thinking oh my god she's such a manipulator and uh and and the way that she's manipulating people feels ugh, colder than almost any of the people around her but at the same time i also have this sort of genuine respect for the way that she can command a group of people that are at odds with each other at odds with different factions and somehow she's still able to manage or she still manages to pull her agenda through and i mean that's that's even more than Miguel has been able to do. 
Yeah, don't get me started on Miguel. <laughs> Is he still too weak for you? Very weak. He should see. I need. He needs me to talk to him. I tell him how how he's supposed to run his organization. I I I I sense though that there is sort of a change coming for Miguel, especially uh, if this episode is any indication, because it does seem like uh, it it seems like less of the because uh, it seems like less of the issues that were making Miguel seem softer. It seems like they're having their own issues you know and miguel by proxy doesn't look as soft on them just because they're sort of taking on a life of their own right does that make sense i hope that that makes sense no it makes perfect sense yeah and then uh, you know okay so let, let, let's just talk real quick about uh about how miguel first of all the the the, the, the idea that somehow miguel well, actually, let me rephrase this differently. Or let me phrase it differently. We know that Potter isn't out of the picture. I mean, obviously, even as of last episode, he was still sort of pulling some other strings. But how do you see the what Potter wants out of Miguel and what Miguel needs out of Adelita and what Miguel needs out of everything else? How do you see him walking that line Potter? Um, well, the relationship between Miguel and Potter. How do you see the two of them handling what I what I suspect is? I mean, he, so okay, so either this is a test by Potter to to see if Miguel can follow through, right? I, which seems like that would be a Potter thing to do, maybe, or it is a. Or it's something serious that Potter really is trying to figure out, and and Miguel's part in all of this is to thwart Potter in a way that still maintains that relationship, right? So right. one of those two things has to be true, I think. And if that's the case, how do you see Miguel, or what do you see as Miguel's role in this? Like, do you think that he is being messed with, or do you think that he's actually trying to walk the line between the two of them. Hmm. Um, I, I think he's waiting for that perfect timing to totally screw Potter. He's just waiting for that, that perfect moment. And the minute it shows that he's going to try to pounce. <clears throat> My question is how, how does Adelita uh how do how does she if she's in custody right now mm -hmm. how do we how do we move from that to like it can't be that they all have a deal with potter right because i that to me would seem like potter is that would put potter in a weird position right but it does seem to me that Miguel has the power here, right? Miguel could say something to Potter that would that would release Adelita. 
the I just don't I don't not exactly sure what that might be. I don't know. This part of the story is a little bit opaque to me. Can't quite can't quite get my my thinking. I think into whatever it. it is, it's going to be something kind of silly. Uh, yeah, um, see, I'm kind of afraid of that. I, I hope it's not. I hope it's actually something really super strategic and that Potter, you know, does what Potter does best, which is sort of, you know, outfox even the foxes. Um, but I also, I don't know the way that they're treating the Miguel and, and even now the Adelita storyline. It feels very different from last season. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, I could be way off, but... I feel like where the Mayans are concerned, when we are concentrating on the Mayans, it's solid, it's good. There's always something sort of happening and, and it feels very uh, together. But then when we stray off into the, hey, here's the world that the Mayans are living in and here's all the stuff that we're dealing with, it starts getting a little less stitched together and it feels so much more... Um, like, well, here's an idea. Okay, let's throw this idea. Okay, let's try this idea. And and maybe it is all connected, but they're not giving us enough to sort of make it feel like it's connected, right? Does that make sense? Do you think it, it may? Do you think it may pay off later, or? Well, it could be. And I mean, you know, if I go back to Sons of Anarchy and I think about how they how they stitch together some, you know, seemingly disconnected events it it mm -hmm. does give me a bit of hope that maybe that's what's happening here the problem is that i feel like look if you're going to give us this information then give us this information and let us digest it and okay then move on to something else but mm -hmm. it feels like there's such a rush to resolution that from episode to episode it's like we have to have a resolution every episode and i don't like that because why why do we need that right Right? Does that? I mean, does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. No, I'm. I'm right. We we're on the same page with that. Yeah. I, I I like the idea that the structure of the show is, you know, there's an immediate problem, there's a conflict about that immediate problem, and then there is some resolution about the conflict to the immediate problem, without actually fixing anything altogether. You know, we always have a little bit of something every episode to kind of have that nice little story arc, right? And then there's new elements that get introduced and then there's old elements that get sort of fixed up. What I don't like is the speed at which it's happening from episode to episode. It's like, well, let us sort of gel in some of this a little bit. You know, give us some time to feel something about Dita and Felipe without rushing into, oh, hey, guess what? Here's a, another kid that you didn't know about. Like that to me feels forced and rushed. It's very forced. Um, but I go back to, you know, yes, I don't like those aspects of it, but at the end of the day, it's very entertaining. <laughs> like, I don't want to sound like, I, I, I mean, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but uh, it's, I'm just, it, this season is entertaining. Yes, there's some holes. There's some things that I wish they could so, shore up, but I do like it. I I, I wonder... So, okay, so one other thing that I actually kind of, uh, not, I mean, it's, it doesn't bother me, but one of the things that I have uh, some interesting thoughts around is the the relationship between Easy and Angel and why it is so, why there's so much contention between the two of them, 
right? Because it feels like it goes far beyond just regular sibling rivalry. It feels like it goes into a realm of something completely different. Like, um, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. And I can't tell if it comes from Angel or if it comes from EZ. What well, Angel is, he, he explains what, what it is. Well, right. But, okay. So, yes. But do, don't you feel like there's something even more happening there? No. Not at all. I feel like it is what it is. I yeah. mean, yeah, no, I, I mean, he explained. I thought that was a great, I don't, I mean, I don't think that they did a good job with that. It, uh, really kind of in this episode using it as a, a way to further explain their relationship and why it is what it is. And, you know, I, 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 I accept that's what it is. I didn't even think that it might be something else. So, well, see, I think that sort of is, <laughs> that's one of the dangers to having your, having your serial be soap opera ish is sometimes it leads you to believe that there, Oh, there's gotta be something more. It's gotta be something more like face value story is less the, you, like, well, of course it couldn't just be that happy killed him. I mean, killed uh, her. It has to be something deeper than that. And right. sure enough, it is something deeper than that. Right. Anyway. And then we'll find out this is going to be something that goes on through the season. And I think happy is going to, I hope I'm pretty sure he's going to figure in the storyline going forward. And I, you know, and it was, you know, interesting where he, he said, well, his thing was business. Our thing was personal. And right. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't care. I probably would have shot him. (laughs) Like, you know, even though I was like, well, your business, sometimes business will get you killed. (laughs) Like, I I, (laughs) don't I'd have finished him off, you know, to be honest with you. But the fact that they didn't kill him off, I imagine, you know, they're going to use him in some capacity going forward. And it also explains how he became a Sons of Anarchy, too, in that. That's right. That's yeah. right. So yeah. that's been patched up. So I, I, I like it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I actually, I, I like it. I just sometimes, sometimes, um, the number of uh, red herrings that you throw into a show starts to impact the viewers because they start thinking that either everything has a deeper meaning or everything is a red herring. And I don't know if we're actually there yet in the show, but I I definitely think a lot about uh, everything's got to have a deeper meaning because it does seem like that bears itself out. You know, a lot of stuff has deeper meanings, but you know, who knows? Maybe Maybe there's some real simple explanations for some other stuff. Um, I, I before we close here, I want to just say one quick thing, or and get your opinion on something as well. <clears throat> I wanted to touch on the idea of, and th- this is, it's a little bit sticky, but this idea that. Uh, that Adelita is is representing on the Mexican side of the border, and how Potter. I, this is this was back, uh, I guess, an episode or yeah, I guess an episode ago, two episodes ago, where Potter basically talks about the politics in the U.S. right now as working in his favor, because because at this point people don't really care about what's happening on the other side of the border. 
and it makes things easier for Potter to put things together that maybe wouldn't be put together before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in some ways I feel like uh, this is really genius in terms of how they are presenting this because without being overtly political about what's, what's transpiring, they're doing a really good job of being uh, politically aware of what is happening in our culture right now and how it transfers to what is happening on both the club's sides, all of the club sides, and on the federal side. Like there's some really, there's some moments of clarity in the minds. And I noticed a couple that happened in this episode too, where people say things that are, they're just very contextually aware of not fourth wall breaking, but just right up to that line of, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting that this is sort of what's happening. I mean, the whole Adelita thing, when she was being taken into, into custody, it really did feel like, wow, you know, there's, there's a bigger piece of that uh, story that is so relevant to culture today. And I thought it was really cool. Mm -hmm. And she's probably, I want, I wonder though, did she have her baby in custody and then they do a whole thing with that? See, that could be really super interesting. We've already seen what happens when Miguel was taken into custody on his side, right? On on the on the other side. We saw what happened to him. Now to see the other side, to see uh Adelita taken into custody, yeah, I think there's something compelling about what might happen there. But I just wanted to, you know, just sort of take off my hat a little bit and tip to this idea that, you know, there are, there's a lot to pay attention to in the Mayans in terms of the, uh, the script, because little things that they say are very self-aware and they're great. I mean, they really, are, they're sort of awesome. And some things by visual design are awesome. I mean, I know that we talked about it before, but I just have to go back to this idea of having the kids on the school bus and them transporting stuff in their backpacks. Dude, that was like, man, there was something so incredibly smart about that whole thing. And yet just, it really shows us where the Mayans heads really are. You know, they protect their own, but it's not, uh, it's not always just about protecting your own. It's about protecting something bigger. So right. anyway, okay. Well, I, I really, I did really enjoy this episode. Um, I, I have some fundamental questions about where the storytelling is going, but I did really enjoy it. And I, like you, I'm very happy uh, to see happy <laughs> be uh, safely reunited with his puppy. Yeah, that was really cool. So uh, do you have any, do you, is there anything else that you want to talk about in terms of this episode? This is a good place to end it and I'm looking forward to the next one. All right. Well, I guess we're going to find out soon what's going to happen with, uh, with Adelita. And like we were saying before, I don't think Potter is done with this whole situation yet. So no, no, we'll no. see. How can people find you on the great wide world of social media? Um, they can get me at Kente F on Facebook. I'm sorry, on Twitter, Kente Ferguson on uh, 
Instagram. And then, of course, the website is IndieRadio.org, I-N-D-Y Radio.org. And may I just say that IndieRadio.org is looking really good. Good job. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, you did it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, you definitely. There's lots of good content. Everybody should go explore that website. There's so much good stuff happening there and lots of archives of all kinds of great shows. So, yeah, definitely worth exploring there. All right. And how can we get you? People can find me uh, at followingbliss1 on Twitter. And if you'd like, go check out my websites at moviesmakethemeal.com, which is all set up for Halloween right now, 31 Days of Horror Movies and Halloween Recipes, and criticallaughs.com. Until next week, we'll see you, I guess we'll see you, well, I guess we'll see you uh, back here for the Mayans. And don't forget that, is it tonight? Tonight is the final episode for our other show, The Terror. All right. Peace.